Hello, America. Friends, welcome back to Your Leo Nation, where we believe in the rule of law, a civil society, and self-responsibility. I am your host, the Chief Mark Garrett. There is so much going on. There are so many attacks going on right now against law enforcement. So many external forces that are hell-bent on tearing down the men and women, the institutions, the professions that protect us every single day, that retain some semblance of civility in our wonderful society. And I'm going to talk about one example, and unfortunately, it's just one example, but it's the canary in a coal mine, a huge canary, because there's a lot of this crap going on around the country. And this is a, a clear assault on all of us who love a civil society, who abide by the law, who just want to live our lives in peace and take care of our families. So let me just dive right into this. And I'm going to read a, a little bit, maybe quite a bit uh, to you today, uh, and then kind of tie uh, in a bow what's going on here at the end of the show. So let me just dive right into it. This is a piece from uh, WTVO, Rockford, Illinois. In Illinois, criminal justice reform law will do away with the cash bail system on January 1st, 2023, which means suspects charged with certain felonies, including, hold on to your butts, second degree murder, aggravated battery, and arson will be released without bail. I think about that. Second degree murder, by the way, if you're going to re release second degree murderers, have no bail, have no pretrial uh, detention, why do you stop at second-degree murders, murderers? Why not first-degree? I mean, I don't understand. None of this makes sense, but I'm just asking myself. Let me move on here. Quote, approximately 400 criminal defendants will be released back into our community, warned Winnebago County State's Attorney Jay Healy. And I have a, an, a, uh, an editorial from uh, Jay Healy. You know, I'll read separately here. And then, quote, anyone sitting in jail right now with all these pending charges, they're going to be let out. Johnson County Sheriff Peter Sopsack said, the gates are open and they're going to be let out onto our streets, unquote. By the way, think about these. These are two elected, I assume, the, the county state's attorney is elected, Jay Healy. You have uh, Sheriff Sopsek here, uh, who's elected, I'm sure. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. One part of the 611-page amendment to House Bill 163, a massive police reform initiative introduced by the Illinois Legislative Black Caucus, is the Pre-Trial Fairness Act, which would abolish cash bail. Abolish it. The aim of the legislation would set free certain criminal offenders without having to wait in jail for the court date because they can't afford bond. Governor J.B. Pritzker, which is a cl clown, 
he's a piece of work. We can talk about Pritzker all day. This guy is an absolute disgrace. I mean, disgrace. Should never be in public office. Signed the law in February saying, transforming, by the way, with every good word, transforming, transformative, reimagining, watch out. It's socialism, it's communism. That's a whole other encyclopedia of a show we'll talk about, but these are all assaults on individual liberty when you hear these types of words. Trust me on this. Trust me. Transforming the pretrial detention system so low-income people aren't thrown behind bars while only the wealthy walk free. Diverting low-level drug crimes into substance treatment programs and reducing excessive stays in prison. By the way, I don't have a problem with certain low-level drug offenses uh, being uh, open to diversion, having some treatment, things like this. But I don't want to wander all the place, but I'm telling you right now, this whole thing about, oh, low-level drug offenders being in state prison means people are hurting anybody else. I'm telling you, folks, I am telling you that it's, it's almost never, in my experience, law enforcement, and since law enforcement, reading, researching, interviewing, that quote-unquote low-level drug offenders ever end up in state prison. It may be what we see as convictions, but these are almost always plea deals. They're always almost always attached to other uh, violations. These are almost always par parole violations. These people were not angels who went out one time and used a drug and end up in state prison. It's, it's a red herring. It's not happening. Don't believe it. Don't buy it. In fact, even don't believe what I'm saying. Do the research yourself. I know I'm focusing on this one line right now, but these are the tactics that these people use to actually distract us from what's actually going on. The vast, 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 vast majority of people who end up in state prison are career criminals. Simple as that. Let's continue, shall we? Advocates for the ab uh, abolishment of cash bail, view it as a pillar of institutional racism. Here we go. Within the criminal justice system. Here we go again with the race card. That bail apparently is racist because why? Is bail designed to keep blacks or Hispanics or other people of color in, in prison and designed to somehow let people of non-color go free or at least not be held with bail. Uh, I'm not sure what they mean. I do know what they mean, of course, but I'm just saying from a logical point of view, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, they're full of crap when they're talking about institutional racism, just like they throw that term around with law enforcement, which is also a lie. It is a provable lie. All these things that are in this article here, uh, claims about bail being racist are provable lies. Quote, that's just inequitable that some people get to be free because they have money and other people have to remain incarcerated, which has all kinds of terrible consequences for people's ability to work, for their housing, their whole family suffer, said Ben. Rudel, 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 Rude, ACLU of Illinois, according to WLS. Now, I'm going to talk about this a little more. I'm going to get into some details about the bail system. 
and about inequities. And by the way, there's no perfect system. And I will fully admit that the bail system is one of those. It's not perfect. Absolutely true. If you have two serial killers and one happens to be a multi-gazillionaire and one is working minimum wage, is it fair about the, the bail system? No, it's not perfect. We don't live in a perfect world. We don't live in heaven. We don't live in paradise. The question is what works best for the most people, which what, what systems work best to ensure safety and fairness for the most number of people. Instead, a judge would use pre-trial release conditions for offenders, something local pastors have been pushing for saying the change is necessary to improve the criminal justice system. However, Haley, the attorney, prosecutor, says the law prohibits judges from considering each case on its own merits and applying the lie of the lie. I'm reading so many lies here, the law accordingly. And this is exactly right. There needs to be a system in place. And by right now, there are systems in place in most jurisdictions that allow judges to make decisions based on the information provided them for a particular charge, prosecution of, of a DA to make these case-by-case -case, uh, decisions about bail, about pretrial retention. And what this law is going to do is eliminate all of that discretion eliminate the ability for trained jurors, a jurist, to make a decision about pretrial retention and, and bail. The safety, accountability, fairness, and here's that word, equity, Today Act, also known as the Safety Act, would restrict which crimes a person can be arrested for and would free those in custodies for 12 offenses, including second-degree murder aggravated battery and arson without bail, as well as drug-induced homicide, kidnapping, burglary, robbery, intimidation, aggravated DUI, aggravated fleeing and eluding, drug offenses, and threatening public official. You need to rewind what you just heard, because I, I've read this 20 times, and it's hard to believe that these people, the AC, ACLU, the Black Caucus in Illinois, actually want to do away with any ability to hold an individual for trial, or at least entice them to come back to trial through financial obligations, who have committed or charged with secondary murder, felony eluding, evading, kidnapping. Can, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Think about this. Picture this horrible, horrible image right now that one of your loved ones is, is kidnapped. Kidnapped. Just the, just the thought of that, the terrifying thought of someone being taken and held and transported against their will. And that an animal who would commit such a crime is found, arrested, and charged, but released with no bail no financial obligation to return to court and to face the charges of such a horrific crime. And you can apply that to any number of these, murder, battery, robbery. This is sick. This is sick. 
This is what we're up against. We're going to win this battle, by the way. We're going to win this battle. And is a battle. Not easy. It's frightening. I'm human. All of these things affect me as well. But I'm telling you right now, we have the means to fight back. And all it takes is for people like you to do a little bit every day, just a little bit. And we're going to talk about that. But it's in our hands to defeat these forces, these evil forces that want to put criminals back on the street. Quote, even though aggravated battery is a felony offense, that is a forcible felony, a person can get probation for it. Champaign County State Attorney Julia Wright said to WICS, it's not a detainable offense under the new statute. These are all the prosecutors talking about this and making this clear what a challenge, what a horrible thing this is for the societies they're sworn, they're sworn to to protect. Felony murder would still require suspects to re retain or remain incarcerated until the court hearing, and those charged with domestic violence would be held in custody for 24 to 48 hours. Only if the prosecution proves that the suspect is a danger to the safety of a specific identifiable person or persons Hanley pointed out. Hanley, quote, imagine the defendant who murdered his wife to whom he no longer possesses a threat, poses a threat, being released because of his ridiculously limited legal standard, Hanley said. You understand that? A person murders his wife, but because the prosecutor can't specifically identify someone else who may be threatened by this charged murderer, he's released out bail, without bail. The, the insanity of this, the, it's, it's, it's unimaginable, but it's happening. Grundy County Sheriff Ken Riley told WLS that police would not be able to arrest people, get this, for certain misdemeanors such as trespassing. Now, thank God very few people ever deal with murder in their personal life, either, you know, certainly being a victim or their family members. Thank God it's, it's very rare given 340 million people in this country. But trespassing, that's something that many of us deal with. But look at this. Look what this law does. Judges may no longer issue a warrant when a defendant fails to come to court. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up a little bit. I skipped the line here. Today, I can arrest him if you sign a complaint for trespassing, Riley said. January 1st, I'm not able to be able to do that. I won't be able uh, to do that. The law says I have to write him a ticket. In other words, if someone walks in your property, if someone squats in your property, if someone has a pop tent and they go into your backyard and they set up a shop, all the cops can do under this new law is to write them a ticket, a summons to appear in court. I'm not making this up. You can read this for yourself. Can you imagine 
Can you imagine there's nothing that a cop can do if someone is camping out in your front yard, your backyard, or your front porch, or your rear deck? Can you imagine this is what the law is intending to do? And this is why I want to tie this up for the end about what's really going on here. I'm going to hint at this. This is a, an assault on, on not only the general topic of rule of law and civil society, this is attacking property rights of law-abiding citizens. And this is a specific example. Judges may no longer issue a warrant when a defendant fails to come to court, Hanley added. Instead, an absent defendant must next be served with a court order asking them to appear and then fail to appear a second time before a warrant is issued. What the hell's going on here? We know what's going on here. This is an attack on the rule of law. Why would you, why would you even issue a warrant if you never subjected a defendant to bail in the first place? Wouldn't a warrant be just as racist as a setting bail? Uh, people to come to court, stay in court, stay in the jail system to begin with. Why would you ever even issue a warrant then? What's the harm? If the person's not a threat to society, if they're not a danger to society, why would you even force them to come back to court? This is the insanity to begin with. The fact that bail system may not be perfect is not a reason to throw out the baby, the bath, bath water. In other words, throwing the bail system ensures we know for a fact that people who have committed these heinous acts, these heinous crimes, the majority of them are going to go back and engage in criminal behavior again, including similar or the same crimes that they were arrested for in the first place. One part of the law would create co-responder programs in cities across Illinois, which would be made up of law enforcement, mental health care professionals, and social workers. It's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. I, I dealt with this in law enforcement. I'm not saying there's no benefit to having these response teams with mental health and healthcare professionals, but they're very inefficient and they haven't had a significant impact in a positive way in the reduction of crime, which is what we're trying to get at here. There are countless people out here in this crazy state where I live in California, the largest homeless population in the country that need mental healthcare professionals. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is reduce the amount of crime, the amount of criminal activity, take the people off the street and put them behind bars who need to be there. And these joint efforts, different professionals, things like that, they're not very efficient or effective at actually achieving that goal. It also includes more investment in mental health care services and trauma centers. I don't know what trauma centers have to do with crime, but maybe someone edu can educate me. Republicans have called for stricter sentencing for violent offenders and the repeal of certain parts of the Safety Act. I don't know certain parts. I mean, I think this thing should be crossed out from top to bottom. It's an absolutely uh, atrocious uh, piece of legislation. But this is what's going on in Illinois. It's not the only place these types of things were happening. These laws are actually being enacted. By legislature, signed a law by governors. They're actually being uh, 
done through a, a third party system. In other words, we have people like the moron out here, the LADA Gascon, who's actually violating state law by uh, just not enforcing the state law, state different state laws as he's sworn to do, and no one for him accountable. Uh, we tried to recall him, you know, a couple of months ago, and that fell apart just due to uh, kind of a, re a poor recall effort as far as, you know, gathering signatures. But we're getting it from all over the place. Prosecutors, legislatures, and legislators individually. So this is what's happening, folks. I was going to read a little bit here, but I'm just going to get right into what's going on. Is that what we're seeing is anarchy and we all know just a layman's you know point of view terminology what anarchy is it's just a breakdown it's a, of the rule of law it's a lack of accountability it's a lack of leadership and this is the problem all of these laws that we're seeing these assault on the, the assaults in the law enforcement uh profession and when you see something like this when you see this legislation that prohibits, prevents, makes illegal for a police officer to remove someone from your private property whom you have not allowed to be there, that is a specific, explicit, purposeful attack on the law enforcement profession. This is to undermine the ability of police officers to keep communities safe. There's no other way to say it. All this mumbo jumbo, all this double talk about equity and about systemic racism in the bail system is a complete smoke, smoke screen. It's a lie. Make no mistake about it. I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, or anything in between, all the above, it doesn't matter. You see, when someone violates your specific, your God-given right to be safe in your home, and that includes your backyard, your front yard, when someone undermines that right, that is a direct assault and attack on you. And through laws like this, it's an attack on the people who would enforce those laws, who would prevent or at least mitigate that type of behavior by criminals. Let me crack out, crack open a little bit from this book here, Criminal Injustice. It's a fantastic book written by Raphael Mangual. Uh, I went through this like a hot knife through butter because it was just such an informative, concise book about the justice system and about the attack on the justice system. Part of it talks specifically about, about bail. So just so everybody listening here knows that I'm completely open to making the bail system better to make it more fair, can never be perfect, but there are, probably are ways that we can improve the bail system without doing what they're doing in Illinois by ensuring that criminals, people with long, violent criminal history 
are immediately put back on the street to engage in the same behavior that got them to report me in the first place. I have no problem trying to make that bail system as fair as possible. So let me read a little bit about this. We're going to wind things down here on this, on this episode. One of the most persuasive arguments against pretrial justice systems that they rely heavily on cash bail is that such systems would allow for a dangerous but well-off defendant to secure his release while a poor but harmless defendant remains in pretrial detention for an ex uh, extended period of time. In other words, the problem with relying heavily on cash bail is that it makes the question of pretrial release one of means rather than one of risk. Such outcomes are unjust and avoiding them is a proper aim of a bail reform effort. And I couldn't agree more with that. However, as with almost any public policy, policy decision, bail reform involves trade-offs. And this is where grown-ups, mature people, experience or acknowledge reality. Life is always a trade-off. There's always a balancing act, always compromise in life. On one side of the scale, you have the defendant's liberties, liberty interests. On the other, you have the public's safety. Expanding pretrial release for its own sake inherently raises the risk to the public's safety, just as restricting pretrial release for its own sake raises the risk to the liberty interests of the criminal defendants. Because so much concern and attention has been directed towards mitigating the latter risk, I'd like to focus on a bit of the former. And this is Raphael Manuel, the author of this book. One thing the research on bail reform seems to pretty convincingly show is that an increase in the percentage of pretrial defendants released pending trial will translate to more crimes committed by that population. I'm going to read it again. One thing the research on bail reform seems to pretty convincingly show is that an increase in the percentage of pretrial defendants released pending trial will translate to more crimes being committed by that population. I said it just a little bit ago. In other words, more people will be robbed, injured, or murdered if we do away the bail system. It is not perfect, but it is far better than truly innocent people being subjected to so many monsters who should be held in county jail awaiting trial. This is a fact that is not disputable. The vast majority of people who are arrested are guilty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ACLU. I'm sorry, anybody else who lives in a panacea, who lives in fantasy land. But the vast majority of people are guilty if they're arrested. It's just the way it is. Whether they're proven guilty or not is a whole different story. 
OJ Simpson's still walking around, but he decapitated his ex-wife. We all know it. So I will leave it at that. I want you guys, gals, ladies and gentlemen, to know that we can win this battle. Those of you in Illinois listening to this, support, support the new governor, the candidate running. Support anybody running against these morons, these elected anarchists. And that's what I call them. I call them the EA. They are elected anarchists. The Antifa, Black Lives Matter, those are the non-elected anarchists. And there are plenty others, but those are the most prominent groups that come to mind right now. They are anarchists by every uh, definition. But the people in state legislatures, some in federal government, wherever they're elected, and they engage this behavior, I call them the EA. They are elected anarchists. If you cannot get your butt off your couch to vote, to send a few bucks to a candidate, to do whatever you can to get these absolute tyrants out of office, then you're asking for what they're dishing out. I'm telling you right now, I send a few bucks to countless, I write, I speak, I do whatever I can to support the people who will support laws that will keep our community safe. You need to do the same thing. We're all counting on each other. We are in a battle. Do not let yourselves down. Do not let your families down. Do not let your communities down. Do something. I don't care how little it is. Talk to people. Make people aware. Get them to listen to your Leo Nation. We need to band together. We need to be one strong voice across this country. And we need to save. We need to save the rule of law. We need to protect the Constitution in this country. We need to do our part, or we don't deserve to live here in what used to be a very free country. Not so much anymore, but we can get it back. Don't believe otherwise. The only way we won't is if you do nothing. I'm here fighting. Hope you do too. Please don't forget to click on the donate button. Support our charity, The Leo Project. It's a cousin of your Leo Nation. Click on the donate button. It'll take you right to the website. We're growing that. It's a new charity. And uh, we want to help the families of fallen law enforcement officers. God bless you all. Love you. Stay strong. We'll talk next time.